All right, let me get this thing out the way. Cool. Check, check, check. And we are live. Beautiful. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right, here we go. Yo, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Live, Love, Lift podcast. Uh, I am here with the amazing Amanda Joy, who's not only the first person to ever be on the podcast, but the first person I've ever interviewed. So she had the I'm very so special honor of that, right? So um, I'm so honored. I'm so honored. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm happy that you decided to jump on the podcast with me for sure, yeah. right? Like I've been trying to get more people and like I see a lot of your content. Um, for people who are listening, like me and Amanda actually met in a, a coaching group like two years ago now, right? And, uh, you know, you follow everybody and she just like kept posting these things that like uh, stuck out. So Amanda is a pre and postpartum strength coach. Um, and, you know, while I'm not pregnant, <laughs> and I, you know, currently don't have any children. It was really awesome just to see like her whole progression um, as she's been going. And she's actually like, uh, you said you're 11 weeks out. Yeah, from... 10, yeah t- 10, 11 weeks postpartum for my third. So I just had my third baby boy. Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you yeah. think is kind of uh, like different this time around for you, right? Like when you've had oh your gosh. first one. The biggest thing is the knowledge that I've gained. I think um, how I kind of, I'll kind of give some background because it feeds into, but you know, part of the reason I got into this was because of my experience with my first um, and not really having the knowledge around what was happening with my body, how it impacted Mm -hmm. my training, what I needed to do beforehand. Some of the messaging that I was getting that was not helpful Um, Just from like culturally and societally, we have a lot of pressure, like get your body back, lose the baby weight and um, not understanding that those things were, um, you know, it's it's not that way, right? Like all of those uh, little catchphrases that we find in fitness, once we start to learn more, we go, oh, wait, that's not actually (laughs) right. Um, So I think this time around being the third having gone through all of the training and certification processes and just really having a, um, you know, working with other women, um, in this space, um, it's really been different going through it now with all the knowledge, uh, and being able to apply it to myself. Um, and that's been cool to kind of, uh, you know, be my own gerbil in a sense, like, you know, how does this feel on my body? You know, how does this feel in my process? So, that's been fun this time. Definitely. And I think you touched on like such an important piece of like, you know, you do see all of these, like you walk to like the front grocery store counter and there's like, you know, celebrity got her body back after two weeks of having this kid. Right. And you see like all these yeah. pictures. Um, and you're right. Like we talk about this yeah. on this podcast a lot. how like these societal norms or like these like background messages, right? Like how much pressure and stress that like puts on people. So it is cool to kind of like, yeah, for you to have been in that position and then like learn so much, you now probably have like a completely different scope on everything. So that's really dope. For sure. It is. Yeah. I think, you know, we kind of, we have the pressure on ourselves. Um, we have the pressure from others and I always like to tell, I always tell, you know, anyone who's given birth and who's in this position, like you can be faster, you can be stronger, you can be wiser, but we can't go back. And so mm-hmm. when we try to chase those pre event, you know, think about anything like pre-injury or, you know, pre-marathon, um, any kind of, you know, benchmark in your athleticism that has altered it somehow, either in achievement 
or having to, you know, detrain for an injury recovery or anything. Anytime after that, you can't go back. You can go forward. You yeah. can get stronger. <laughs> you can go faster. You can train in a different way. You can be wiser. Um, but we don't go back. And that's kind of like, no one would say to you, like, um, get your strength back post marathon. Mm, yeah. They'd just be like, I thought you just ran a freaking marathon. That's awesome. <laughs> but if you've never run a marathon, you know, you know, you, that you train differently for a marathon versus like a huge strength output. Um, there's a lot of overlap of course, but what, to the point of just to say that you can't go back. And so yeah. we can get, look forward, stronger, faster, wiser, no. forward focused. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> like such an important piece, right? Because, you know, you've probably had it as well where like somebody will come in and want to train with us and they're like, well, yeah, like, you know, 25 years ago, you know, I used to be right. XYZ or oh, like before I had my kids, like I was, you know, yada, yada, yada. Or before, like yeah. I started this crazy stressful job 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like, hey, you do realize that there's this big thing that makes these two very, very different, you know? So yes, exactly. It is kind of like looking at everything from that perspective of like, every iteration is like a new journey and you can like only look at that piece of that pie for sure. Yeah. From for today sure. forward. Right. You can only change like from today forward and impact today forward. So, exactly. um, yeah, I, I like to say that we don't go back, you can get stronger and faster and wiser. And that's, that's what I always encourage my clients to do. So it's hard to practice what you preach. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which has also been something interesting to for myself to contend with now. You know, it's one thing to train these things and coach these things, but to really own it in your own mindset, um, you know, it's hard for me too. You know, it's yeah. it's it's hard for me to, you know, go running and not you know compare my times or be frustrated with my, you know, weight on the you know I picked up dumbbells today and I was like, oh, you know, there's yeah. that moment of just like, oh, gosh, like I already. Am, dropping down to this weight or it's like, I'm really out of breath. Like I used to be able to run the, Oh, I used to be able to, I used to not have three kids though. So yeah. you just have to retrain that thought patterning a little bit. Definitely. Right. And I think, um, you know, I think that is a really cool thing, right. Where it's, I think a lot of times clients think that we're these like superstars and like yeah. everything <laughs> in fitness is easy for us. Right. And like, as coaches, we also get the perspective of, Hey, like I've worked with people and I've taught them these things over and over. Uh, but it's still hard for me, right? So it's 100%. like, yeah, it's like for people listening, it's like, hey, like if you are struggling like with these things, you're supposed to, right? Like you're yeah. exactly where you're yeah. supposed to be, right? Yes. So I think that's yes. a, a huge point you touched on for sure, yeah. there, for sure. Um, I guess for like this next piece, like, I completely skipped this at the beginning. Just give you like an intro to just kind of talk a little bit more about, <laughs> hey, like what is it that we you do? So yeah. We were so anxious to get to the conversation. Yes. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm a pregnancy and postpartum strength coach, really. Um, and what that means is just that I, you know, did all of additional certifications and worked on hours um, and worked with, you know, pelvic floor physical therapists is another uh, touch point for my kind of training and what I incorporate into work to just be able to provide um, specific training aspects for that part of the, of the athletic world. Um, I work mostly with moms who have 
you know, they work out, maybe they have some collegiate athlete, athletic experience, or they just want to, you know, feel like a badass in the gym. Um, I think I, I can say you're, I can say all that of on our your people, podcast. All of our people cuss. All of our people cuss. You're you're completely <laughs> <Okay>. fine. <laughs> um, yeah, like they want to feel like a badass in their athleticism. They want to feel strong. They want to move heavy shit around. You know, they want to run fast. Uh, but they also, they don't want to do it at the detriment of their body, right? Yeah. Like maybe in our 20s, we were like, I don't care if I'm going to get shin splints. But now it's like, I really don't want shin splints. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I really don't want to pee my pants when I jump, but like, I want to be able to do a really high box jump. Um, so we are looking a little bit through a lens of maturity where, you know, we don't, we want to do this, this really athletic things, but not to the detriment of our body, um, in the pregnancy and postpartum population. So a lot of people ask me, you know, well, I, you know, I, my oldest, my youngest is five years old, so mm. I don't really fit that demographic. And, you know, again, when we talk about pregnancy and postpartum, like your body's changed forever. So yeah. maybe you have a five-year-old, maybe your your youngest is five, but like you still are postpartum. You're not in recovery anymore, 100%, but you know, your body was still changed forever. Mm. So, you know, sometimes if we don't see symptoms right away, um, there are other, you know, it's, it's either later or we want to prevent symptoms um, from occurring and we can still incorporate stuff into work into those athleticism components that you know benefit you overall yeah and i think that's why it's yeah. been like so awesome to see so much of your content like just like your own story but just like the way and like the lens that you take on these things right because like you know my gym is mostly people 40 plus and there's a lot of parents and as a byproduct a yeah. lot of moms there right so yeah it is kind of like bringing in that scope of hey like that training journey is going to be different. Like some of those touch points are going to be different. That's why I really like enjoy like having your content, like watching your content. I'm oh, really happy that you're on you. the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, just kind of like building on that, right. When we talk about like both during pre and like post, um, you can split that however you want to, but you know, what do you think are, you know, some of like the biggest mistakes or sorry, sorry. We'll jump into the bad after. I like to start off with the positive side of things first. Uh, okay, what are good. some of the biggest keys that you see for people when they come to like, hey, like starting to get back into a routine or even like continuing yeah. it during that, um, you know, during pregnancy? Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll start off with um, maybe in, in during pregnancy. Um, you know, and I think one of the biggest things to keep in mind is that your body is increasing its load internally. And so what that means externally is that you should start to slowly deload mm -hmm. and that way it comes up as like a net zero, right? So if you just keep continually loading, you're already also loading internally and that's where you can get into some of that um, risk versus reward. You know, is this worth the risk? And, you know, you might say, yes, it is, but I would you know, have that conversation with you as a client to say like, is, you know, to discuss, is this worth the risk? Yeah. Um, but we slowly deload during pregnancy <clears throat> because your body's internally loading. And then postpartum, you know, the biggest, you know, the biggest key I think to take away or to utilize during that time is that a lot of the strategies that I would employ a lot of the support that I would employ yeah. is for your pelvic floor and 
everyone has a pelvic floor. <laughs> and so whether you have had a kid, you are male or you are female, like you have a muscular s- system, um, your pelvic floor that literally is holding your organs inside of your body. <laughs> they don't come out of your pelvis. And so to disregard that as like a support system, right? Like we talk about the adductors and abduction and your, you know, medial and lateral support systems, right? You know, and like, let's put a band around our knees, Yeah. you know, build up our mobility and stuff. And it's like, nobody's talking about your pelvic floor and it's Mm -hmm. literally holding your organs in. So um, attention to breath work and utilizing pelvic floor, like being aware of that system, that core pressure system, I think is one of the biggest keys for postpartum. But again, everyone has a pelvic floor. So for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's like, and that's something that, you know, um, for the longest, like I never really paid any attention to until like just, um, I would say like last two years working with a couple PTs out here, as well as like a couple of my like female clients who had to go to uh, public floor PTs, right. And just like asking them and just hearing more about like, their journey, some of the things they're focusing on and just like had me dive deeper into it. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it is. And sometimes, especially as a coach too, when you hear some of the things that a pelvic floor physical therapist will do with a postpartum client, you can find yourself going, that makes, like, that makes sense for everybody. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, that's probably a good idea for all of my clients. Yeah, I could totally implement that. And that would be really smart because you're catching your postpartum population and you're not, it's a benefit for everybody. So um, I think sometimes we think that it is just pregnant and postpartum uh, when in reality, these strategies and these exercises, whatever you want to call them, can be implemented across the board. board. Yeah. I think kind of like as a follow-up on that, right? Like just so it is more like, uh, like digestible to like some of our like listeners here. Uh, Where do you think, would be like a good either like starting place when it comes to someone that is postpartum that wants to like address pelvic floor or even just to learn more about, Hey, like these are some of the things that I should know, whether that be like stuff that you just want to like drop down on us knowledge wise or like resources that you think are, you know, like really, really like, like I said, digestible for people who may not have like some of like the larger like fitness background. Yeah. Um, so one, the place where I usually start with people is, um, being aware and starting to utilize what's called a 360 breath, which is the rib cage comes down. And as you inhale, the entire rib cage should, you know, open up like an umbrella or evenly like a balloon. You can think of it opening like a balloon. And then as you exhale, it should go in just like a balloon or close like an umbrella. And what we find is a lot of times, you know, people are stuck either one way or the other. They have a lot of movement in the front of their rib cage or the back of their rib cage. And there's kind of this disjointed, it's not even opening and closing. So um, I'll kind of describe what I like to do as a drill, which is to actually take a towel or even an exercise band, like a pull-up band around your rib cage and just start to feel the band opening and closing. And it's not necessarily diagnosing yourself. It's just building awareness of what my body feels like when I'm breathing. And that, that external band kind of gives you some feedback. You could do this drill for weeks and be like, I don't get it. But eventually that connection kind of comes back and that connection is kind of made and you might start to notice some of your individual tendencies. Um, And I think that's, that's one of the best places to start that I can think of. The reason it's impactful is because the rib cage and the diaphragm 
mimic the pelvic floor underneath mm. in the pelvis. And so the diaphragm and the pelvic floor move very similarly with the breath. So if you're able to access and have awareness of what your diaphragm and rib cage is doing, chances are that you can also start to incorporate the pelvic floor into that. So that's kind of where I have people start. Did that answer your question? <laughs> no, I think that was actually like an amazing answer, both from like a, hey, like this is a drill. And even like for people who just listening to this, like audio wise, yeah. right? like that like description, I think is, is big. Cause I think the biggest thing for a lot of people, right? Is so many people don't know their body, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, they just go through day to day to day and they have no clue that these things are going on. Right, like a lot of times when I have like a new client come in for a consult, you know, they'll like talk to me about some of their injuries. And the first thing I'll ask them after is like, you know, just even just sitting in the chair is, all right, cool, like take a deep breath for me, right? And right. even just from seeing that, like a lot of times I'd be like, well, we checked off that injury, all right, well, <laughs> yes, that's why you're tight yes. there, all right, cool, we're gonna work on that, right? And that's before we even get yeah. out onto the floor. So I think, um, you know, we do a lot of breath work, but I think kind of like, the reminder on that and like people once again like getting brought back to the awareness of hey like this thing spans and helps out so yeah. many things where it's like you know i think that band drill is an amazing one uh for people yeah. just to gain awareness more than like anything else at the start of it so i like that a lot well and for you know for like for season lifters and for season runners you know i always kind of say because usually they're like, oh, you know, that sounds silly, or I just want to add more, you know, I want to add more weight to the bar, or I just want to, you know, I, I want to be faster. Like, I just want to, I just want to be faster. Like, what do I have to do to be faster? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's, it's, it's really where you are in space. And so you can focus on the hips and the knees and the stride and where your foot is. Um, but if you aren't tracing it back to that central point, our core and our pressure management system, um, it's kind of like, it might just be band-aids over band-aids, right? Yeah. So um, if we can kind of reverse and kind of start at that cornerstone and then move forward to incorporate hip mobility and, and what are your stabilizers doing? And yeah, how is your stride? You know, yes, what is your foot doing? After, but yeah. we have that cornerstone. Yeah, we have the cornerstone kind of figured out at least. No, I think that's like been one of the biggest game changers these last like two years as far as like what I've learned. It's like, cool, like we can do all these mobility drills on the outside, but you're just going to yeah. keep running into that same thing over and over and over, right? Like, you know, oh, cool. Like, you know, your upper back, just like an easy example, your upper back is tight. Yeah. So I keep rolling out. I, you know, every time the client comes in, they're grabbing the foam roller. Oh, I'm rolling out my upper back. But there's exactly. never the question of like, well, why is that? Yeah. Right? How am I getting here though? Exactly. How do I, how did I end up here? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of that does come back to just like the position and honestly, just how people breathe overall. So, um, I yeah. think, yeah, if anybody's listening right now too, like you can definitely check out Amanda's page. It'll be uh, linked in the notes. She posts some like amazing Thanks. stuff on that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, kind of oh, really quick, just to kind of wrap that any other like big keys that you think that you have for people when it comes to, you know, some of that, like during and post, um, yeah, I mean, with the pregnancy and postpartum lens on it, <clears throat> um, it's one of the few times that our bodies go through such a physical change. Mm. Um, you know, even when we're training for these, hu you know, huge athletic endeavors, there usually isn't that much anatomical change attached to it. 
And we have to kind of incorporate that. It, it's, it's anatomical and emotional change that's involved in it. So, um, you know, those different components, linking them into our training is really significant. Before I had kids, I was much more, um, you know, this is a strength plan. You have your set day and then you add a percentage of weight and then you drop down and then you add another yeah. percentage of weight and it's like a schedule. And that's like great for coll collegiate athletes who don't have children or who <laughs> don't have stressful jobs or who, right? Like who, who don't have to, you know, I don't want to say worry about anything because they absolutely do, but right. It's like adulting is real. Yeah. And <laughs> those stresses about, you know, our car needing to go to the mechanic and our kids throwing a tantrum you know, all of our stressful job, like all of that and the anatomical components are going to play into our training. And it becomes um, negligent for us as coaches to not voice that to our clients. Yeah. You know, when we're just like, okay, well, yeah, you're, this is what you lifted last week. So we're going to add this percentage, or <laughs> this is what you ran last week. We're going to do this. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't translate. I found it with that postpartum lens. So, um, how you're sleeping, how you're eating, are you breastfeeding or how are you hydrated? You know, all yeah. of these things, um, impact training. And I think that's kind of something that's overlooked and not, not really discussed in regards to training. No, I think that's a, like a yeah. huge piece, right? Cause the, the other part of that, right. Is if that client, you know, or, you know, whoever it may be like, doesn't know those things and isn't getting told those messages, both in like the postpartum lens, but also like, you know, just the adult with kids yes. and dealing yeah. with all the other like little micro traumas of life. It's like, yeah. if they are not getting told that and the only focus is, you know, oh, do this, do this, do this. When, I, when they're inev inevitably unable to keep up on that pace and on that like journey that they're, that we're like setting, they yeah. feel like failures or like something's wrong. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why it's that's such a exactly big thing, it. like on the part of us as like, you know, practitioners and like in the industry to be like to have those conversations, to understand some of that, to like, you know, it's cool to know like sets and reps and everything here in the gym. Yeah. But we ha it's it's like you have to bring in what's happening outside of the gym because they're linked, yeah. you know, in so many different ways for sure. For sure. Like I always, you know, when, when I'm sure you've had this experience, right. When the client comes in and they're like not hitting that, you know, rep or that, you know, weight that they hit last week and they're super frustrated. And I'm always like, how did you sleep last night? <laughs> you know, and yeah. usually for, for my moms, they're like, oh my gosh, my, you know, my kids teething or something. They were up seven times last night. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, like there you go. You know, so yeah, sometimes, you know, those, I love what you said, the micro traumas, <laughs> like, cause it's, they're so impactful. That's so true. I'm going to, I might have to steal that word. <laughs> I'm, go ahead. Feel free to, I can't say it's mine. So, uh, right. you know, I can't trademark it. I would, if I could, but, um, it's good. It's a yeah, good no, yeah, I think it's, it's such a big thing, right? Like even in our nutrition coaching, one of the biggest things that like yeah. I learned from an old mentor was, Hey, like we're going to put on like a scale of how is your sleep? How fatigued are you? How just motivated are you in general right now? Right. Mm -hmm. And like, keep track on those things. Cause it's like, Hey, like if your food is, you know, if you've been eating like a jerk the last like 
two weeks, right. but also like all these other factors are happening. I don't need to talk about your meals. I need to talk yeah. about what's happening with these other factors in life. And I think you kind of like, you've touched on a huge point of like, there is your ability to be successful in fitness and in, in, in like all these areas yeah. is tied to everything else in life. That's not to say you can't be successful. It's just understanding yeah. that like, it will be different for different times, yeah. right? And a lot of people- Yeah, like, different times, different seasons for sure right now. You know, I had, you know, I had the baby, so there's a huge anatomical component to that, obviously. But then also, like, my sleep was incredibly disruptive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my emotional capacity were adjusting to being a family of five. Um, you know, I have these two other kids who are adjusting to a baby brother now, right? Yeah. Like, all of that's, all of that's integrated into, has to be integrated into my plan. And even now, like, you know, the baby's starting to sleep through the night, praise Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, now some of the, you know, I'm, so I'm able to kind of like say, okay, I'm getting more sleep. So what else can I stress? Like what other system I'm in my body can I, can I potentially stress? So, you know, now I'm actually like starting to cook more foods. You know, it's, it's like you can take from one area and put it in another, but you know, you're distributing, you're never just yeah. adding on. Cause if you just keep adding on it, everything eventually comes crashing down. So. <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that's such a big one, right? Like so many people, yeah, I mean, I think so many people, they say, Hey, like I'm doing all these things. And like, yeah, now I have this kid and it's like, Oh, cool. Like I'm still supposed to do all these things. Cause that's what right. being a good right. parent is. Right. And from like talking to so many of like the parents at my gym now, it's like, yeah. you know, the ones that have had kids for a while now, they kind of have that understanding of, yeah, this is going to switch up a bit. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And then your kids start sleeping and then you, you know, and then they have a sleep regression and then you have older kids and, you know, bigger kids, bigger problems, you know, mm. when your teenager isn't coming home until, you know, midnight or one in the morning and you're sitting up waiting for them. Well, your Saturday morning workout might be different because yeah. you were up worried about them, you know? So, um, yeah, we just incorporating all that into the training plan, I think is, is the biggest key. <laughs> Definitely. And I love that you're like saying all this as well. So I'm hoping that <laughs> someone is listening to this, yeah. that's like, you know, that has that like Saturday 6am workout book somewhere. And they're like, okay, hey, like, I'm still gonna go and I'm gonna like yes. do the best I can. But yeah. like there, I can't compare it to what it was, right. And I think that's like the hugest thing in all of it. Yeah. And I think as coaches, sometimes, you know, I, I love that you said that, like, I'm going to do the best I can. And I sometimes, you know, there's the kind of the cultural narrative or the perception that like the best you can is actually the fastest or the strongest or the, as many reps. And even us as coaches, you know, also because that's our vein, we're very often praising that, you know, we're very yeah. often high-fiving over that. But, you know, especially in postpartum, like the best that I can actually is right now, like going a little bit slower. And that oh. is so hard for me. Like, mm. That is so frustrating and so hard sometimes that I, I am that I am stopping well before I know I'm going to have a symptom or before I'm going to tire out on those reps, like actually not pushing that threshold. Um is actually harder for me than pushing the threshold, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that, that I mean, that definitely makes sense, right? Because I, I think we've talked yeah. about this a bit before. And we'll get to, like, the, the flip side of that, like, biggest keys yeah. uh, thing. But I kind of want to ask this first of, yeah. you know, like, how, like, has that been for you, right? Because 
you do see all those messages out there. Like there's always these yeah. like, you know, pictures on Instagram of like three yeah. weeks after got right. her body. Like, you know, how do you kind of like, um, like ask someone who kind of like has a scope, both as like a practitioner and someone who just is going through right. it herself, right? Like how, how do you kind of like look at those messages? Like, how do you feel? Like what kind of comes on with that? Um, okay. So there's like, you know, what I'm telling myself as a coach and then there's like what I'm feeling right as a woman and as a mom and, and I'm very, you know, normal person too in this space. And it's hard, you know, like I wanted to be back in my pre-pregnancy clothes too, you know, kind of just for logistics. Like I don't want to have to get other clothes. Um, and so then as the coach, you know, I have to give myself my own narrative you know, which is that my body is forever changed. And, um, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't go back. I can work on getting stronger and faster and, you know, whatever my priorities are has to be reflected in my output, like how I spend my energy and how I spend my time. And right now my priority is nursing and keeping my other children alive (laughs) and staying sane. (laughs) Right. And, So I put nursing ahead of getting my mile time back or getting my weight on the barbell back. Mm -hmm. Um, If I have to literally choose between one or the other, um, I'm prioritizing nursing. So that perspective at least helps me evaluate and not be so hard on myself, you know, because when that weight isn't where I want it to be on the barbell, like, well, that's not my priority right now. So duh course it's not going to be there you know or when that runs a little bit harder or when you know i'm i'm not back to my you know in my other clothes well my priority is nursing right now so i'm being really successful at that and i'm kicking ass so you know like i i can't you know you have to you know keep that in perspective is like what is the priority and by definition of priority everything cannot be a priority (laughs) You cannot prioritize, you know, your size and your shape and the speed and the strength and the nursing and, you know, and all the things you have to, you know, you have to prioritize. Um, And that helps me at least uh, keep things in perspective. So I, if your priority is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, professional athletes, your priorities may be completely different. Your paycheck depends on getting that time back down on running. So that might be your priority. Nothing wrong with that, but that's going to change your training a little bit than, than say I would, which my priority is nursing. So, um, again, it's just perspective, I think. And so that helps me. (laughs) No, I think that's, I think that's so big, right? Because, you know, there's, there's two pieces of that, right? There's the first piece of, there's this person that comes in and like, they do want to work on all those things at the same time. And like, you know, sometimes yeah. I have to break their heart <laughs> and yeah. say like, hey, we just, we can't do that. And it's not really breaking their heart. Like by being yeah. honest, like you, we allow them to kind of like change their uh, perception. There. But I think the other really cool thing in there is like, you know, you're not saying, oh, I'm just not going to do this thing. Right now you yes. might not be doing like, you know, I don't know what you're doing for yeah. like five, six, seven days or whatever the hell else. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, hey, I'm still doing this thing that makes me feel really good. Um, right. But I'm understanding that like, the reasoning behind it is different, you know? Mm-hmm. The amount of output I can put into it is different. The outcomes yes. 
that I can expect are different, right? And I think that's such a big thing, even if we just like flash generalize it a little bit like further on like just like busy seasons of people's lives. Like I have accountants yeah. that we know when it's tax season, yeah. they're yes. gonna drop down to like one or two days a week and uh -huh. they're gonna come in for like 30 minutes and struggle through workouts, right? Yes. And they're gonna leave feeling better than when they came, <laughs> but yeah. we can't compare that to that. And like, if we can't compare tax season yeah. accountant to non-tax season accountant, it is wild for us to say, hey, like I'm yeah. gonna compare like, you know, my pregnancy or post-pregnancy numbers yes. to, you know, not tax season, quote unquote. Right? I I <laughs> love that analogy and I am definitely repeating that. That is it's it's so perfect. It's exactly it's the season in life. It's I always say, you know, there is a, you know, kind of postpartum is forever. Um, and that kind of irked people, right? That mm. kind of irked clients because they were like, I don't want this feeling to be forever. And so I actually changed from, you know, feedback. I started to say, you know, postpartum recovery is temporary. You know, the recovery mm. process is temporary. That can be temporary. This is all a season of life. Um, and it's just that it's a season of life and it's going to look very different than other seasons of life. <laughs> no, and that's, that's such a big one, right? Kind of understanding that for sure. For sure. It's tax season. It's tax. It's tax season now. It's a right now. It's my tax season. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, I think you know just to kind of uh, wrap this up. Like you already shared a bunch of knowledge, but uh, I guess we can kind of just finish with, hey, like um, just in case people are doing this or they see someone yeah. else, or you know, just so they know as well. Um, you know, what are some like the? And I think we touched on it in a roundabout way by talking about the keys. Uh, but what yeah. are some of like the the biggest mistakes that you see people do when it comes to uh, both like the training itself and the thought process around training uh, during yeah. post pregnancy? I'll start with the thought process. You know, anytime that we have symptoms, you should not be peeing when you jump rope. You should be able to do jumping jacks. You should be able to do box jumps, um, and not because you know if you don't want to jump rope, okay, you know. Um, if that's not something that like appeals to you, okay. But, you know, we have to ask why, and there are ways that we can train those movement patterns, um, to, to provide you with strength in the movement. And so I think when we accept, when we talk about the conversation and normalize it in a way that says like, oh, well, you're just a mom. So you pee when you jump rope, that's kind of detrimental to the ultimate outcome. Um, we shouldn't pee while we jump rope. If you want to jump rope, we should be able to jump <laughs> and box jump and all that type, you know, all those movements. Um, but normalizing it in a conversation of checking in with people. Um, I know sometimes like male coaches in particular will have a very hard time talking about those symptoms with their clients and asking them about those symptoms. So normalizing the conversation in a way that's not, accepting it as normal or making it a problem, but rather mm. making it as just a benchmark and a data point that you work from. No, I think that is awesome. I think that's so awesome. And I will definitely be yeah. shooting this podcast over to all of my coaches <laughs> after this, right? So John, <laughs> Mike, Sophia, get ready to listen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it is like important, like what you said there. Hey, like, let's not like, you know, typical male gaze of 
oh, well, that's just what happens, right? That's right. just what it is, right? You're a mom. Yeah. Congratulations. But also, <laughs> just because it is happening does not mean that, you know, it's a bad thing or that it should be like, exactly. you should feel bad about it, right? I think yes. that's like, it's such a important line to walk, but it's one that yeah. like, you know, like you just said, it is hard for people, especially yeah. if they hadn't heard that, to know yeah. that they shouldn't be on one side or the other, or like, sorry, both sides, but not yeah. the middle. Yeah, it's just, it's a data point, And then you, you work on mitigating it or changing it from there. You know, it's just simply a data point. Um, and we can approach it that way and, and then fluctuate it appropriately. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I think that's pretty much is all I it? have. This <laughs> that's is awesome. For our first Woo! guest on the podcast <laughs> and my first interview ever, we went over 35 minutes. Most of these are like five, 10 minutes. <laughs> so that's beautiful. That's I love awesome. it. That's <laughs> um, great. That's perfect. Dope, this was so much fun. I really appreciate it. And I would love to come back another time and, and answer more questions and see what comes up for people who've listened and um, chat more. Cause this was, it's good stuff to be, to be talking and, and going back and forth on. So it's good. 100%. I mean, we could even look at it in the future, you know, if people are listening, yeah. message me and let me know, but uh, for sure yes. being back on the podcast, maybe even like, for a few like select people, like having yeah. them like a, like a small like ion workshop for members, where you just kind of like dive into that. Um, yeah, would love it. Yeah, so post your questions in the comments on the podcast and hit them up. Let them know um, what you have questions of to uh, what you what piqued your interest, what you kind of wanted to see more of, what you wished more was in this podcast. And Marcus and I will get on it. So. Yeah. Sounds fun. And I think, uh, you know, <laughs> even with that, right, like, let's take it a step further. Like, you know, let's Do go it. straight to you, you know, like if there are people that Thank have you. like follow up questions or like want to learn more or like see more of what you do, like what are some of the like best ways to check out more from you? Yeah. My Instagram is the best place to find me. Um, it's at Amanda Joy Fit. And then it's also um, amandajoyfit at gmail.com. If you want to email me with questions, I really can talk about this stuff all day long <laughs> so i don't mind the questions and i um it's you know yeah hit me up <laughs> hell yeah well nice amanda well hey like i said appreciate you, you for taking some time out on this friday what time is it over there for you like <laughs> it's like eight o'clock hey i got to not put my kids to bed so i'm respectable, all about it <laughs> respectable <laughs> yes you're like yeah let's plan it right there at this time I'm like yeah, seven o'clock <laughs> Eastern time. Perfect. I don't have to put my kids to bed. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, hey, I just want to say appreciate you again Thank for you. Uh, for being on the podcast and being the first guest. Um, Woo! You know, and hey, we'll be uh, throwing this up. So, like I said, if anybody that's listening right now, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to shoot it to Amanda. Um, you yeah. can also go through me if you want to go through more questions. Uh, and outside of that, we're out of here. Look forward Thanks, to seeing Marcus. you all next week. <laughs>